have a plan, you can have a vision, but you need to have incredible amount of focus because it is so easy to get distracted in the world that we live in. It's so easy to get started on a specific goal and then immediately start stop and then start doing something else and then maybe come back to it and then you know and and people wonder why it takes so long and and not saying that it's not going to take long even if you remain focused it will but because you're just focusing your energy and your time onto that one specific thing you're most likely going to be able to become more successful when you're able to dedicate all of your time to that one thing welcome to convos I'm your host, Jordan Chavu, a veteran bass player, husband to my amazing wife, Latasha, and a big video game enthusiast. Join me as I chat with some insanely talented people about life, career, craft, and everything else in between. On today's episode, I interview voice actor Enrique Josephs Jr. Enrique, or EJ to his family and friends, is known for his voiceover work within several industries including film and sports. Enrique's voice is described as being strong and deep, but also warm and friendly. Most notably, he's done voiceovers for companies such as Fox, CBS, ESPN, and Fandango. Hang with us as I chat with Enrique about his entry into voice acting. We also talk about working towards personal goals, learning from our mistakes, and the importance of having a great strategy. Now, Without further ado, let's get to the conversation. EJ, thank you for being here, man. My pleasure. Thank you uh, for having me. Yeah, it's a small world because uh, you went to school with um, my wife, Latasha, and she suggested I reach out to you and try to grab you for an interview. So I'm so happy for you to uh, be here. No, thanks for reaching out. And uh, it's funny because I actually think I recently saw her at her graduation from Eastern. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. One of my great friends that I grew up with graduated in in the same class as her from graduate school. So, and I thought I saw her and I was like, ah, that's not her. And then one of my, one of my friend's mom said, oh no, that's Latasha. I was like, oh, okay. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I was, I was, I was there. Oh man. I could could have met you there. (laughs) Small small world. Yes. Small world indeed, man. So, I'm I'm so excited to talk to you about voice acting and everything around that. I've always wanted to delve into voice acting myself. Um, so I'm kind of like geeking out a little bit that I get to talk with an actual <laughs> voice voice actor. You're like the first voice actor I have on on the show. So that's so this that's really special to me. <laughs> well, I'm extremely humbled. Uh, humbled. Uh, oh, thank you, man. So let me just ask you, um, so how in the world did you get into voice acting? I feel like that's the first question a lot of people ask whenever they're curious um, about this whole world that, frankly, a lot of people don't know exists. And uh, when I was in college, uh, I was attending Bloomsburg University. And um, when I was a senior, I used to play football uh, at school. And I decided to stop playing and just kind of focus on academics and focus more on just, you know, making sure that my grades were in check. And, you know, I was really kind of getting into broadcast and editing and directing and writing. So I spent a lot of time working on a lot of different projects. Uh, My senior year, I was working a school event because I did work for the university. And one of my teammates, former teammates, fathers owned a production company. And 
he knew that I had a great voice because when I was working for the school, I was working as a public address announcer, lo and behold. So, you know, that was kind of my first kind of delving into using my voice in some way. And I really, really loved it. I loved working games, um, doing all home sporting events. And he basically approached me one day and was like, hey, you know, I wish you had a microphone because I would love to do a voiceover project. And I had heard a little bit about voiceovers. And I just so happened to have an, a really inexpensive mic. And I said, yeah, well, you know, I have a mic. I, I can I can do something. You know, we can figure something out. So he gave me his email. I reached out to him the next day. I did the, uh, the, the, the recording. And, you know, I was looking back. I was extremely terrible. You know, it was it was horrible. But um, <laughs> it was the opportunity and everything like that. And um, I remember when he said, yeah, you know, I'm going to bill you for, you know, $200. And. And I remember thinking to myself, like, $200. I was like, I just worked for 30 minutes. I was like, 200 I was, You know, and I'm working for the school making minimum wage. And I'm like, man, this is, this, is pretty, uh, this, is, this is pretty lucrative. So I graduated from Bloomsburg. And my school was actually hosting a radio summit. It was the first one ever being held at the university. And you actually had to stay on campus. I had just graduated, but I had come back to, you know, to do this program. And one of the guests that we had uh, was a voice actor. And he did radio imaging and does radio imaging. And as a matter of fact, he is a legend in the industry. So, you know, he brought his equipment and he's showing everybody. And, and I was like, man, this is this is this is it, man. This is so cool. <laughs> so we have lunch and he pulls me to the side and he was like, look, man, like, I think you can do this. Like, mm. if you really wanted to, you know, he's like, you, you just got to go do it. Mm. And I was like, yeah. That made no sense, but all right, <laughs> you know, and, and looking back, it was probably the best advice I've ever been given. You know, mm. I think a lot of times when we look to try to start something, one of the hardest things is actually just starting it, you know, and just, just taking that first step. Um, and when I went home from that radio summit, that's exactly what I did. I just, I just started, I just, you know, started practicing, asking questions, going online, looking up, uh, you know, people to get in touch with. I mean, I just, I just kind of just fell in love with the idea of learning about it. And that, that's really how it started for me. And I just kept doing it. And I mean, I wasn't making any money doing this, but mm. I absolutely loved it. Um, and that's kind of how it started for me. Um, mm. And then it just kept growing and growing and, um, you know, yeah. And, and now we're here. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's awesome. I, I can definitely relate to, just the just 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 doing it just just starting something i mean uh, it's it's interesting for me because i mean well i i literally just started this podcast uh, over the summer i've actually i really started it like late spring but you know as i learned that podcasting takes a good bit of time and a little bit of finesse you know cuz you got to um, not only you got to schedule the people um, that you want to interview, you got to mix and master, do do all that sort of stuff, which I've had, I have experience in recording from the, from the standpoint of um, I'm also a bass player. So, you know, really my times, whether I'm just tracking something at home or I'm in the studio, I'm literally just, okay, you know, play this, you know, play this bass part to, you know, a click track or whatever. So, you know, that's, and that's, that's really the only kind of, that was the only sort of context I had as far as, you know, recording. And I knew someone, the, produ uh, the producer 
would um, you know mix and master it, you know, which is probably probably the same with with uh, voice acting as well. I don't know if you mix or master any of your your stuff. I, um, I don't know if it works differently, but learning just even doing that that's a process. Getting the the technical side of things and um, you know, but yeah, you know, sometimes you just you just gotta kind of. Um, jump off the the cliff and you know just you know see see what happens um there's there's definitely there can definitely be you know setbacks <laughs> like sometimes for sure yeah for sure you know at least for me i feel like sometimes it's like a a, a common occurrence <laughs> <laughs> especially with covid because that's been one big Oh, okay. Well, I'm not, I'm really not doing any gigs this year, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it, it definitely happens as far as you know, and and I think you're 100 percent correct about kind of jumping off the cliff. You know, I I took some serious chances on myself. You know, I I bet and went in all in on myself. And looking back, I'm glad that I did. But I think a lot of people struggle with with taking those risks. You know, it's understandable. You know, life life is about taking risks. And, you know, it can be scary to kind of jump into that unknown. It's the same idea as when you graduate college, you know, you had just completed, what is it, 16 years of school, you know, of formal education. And now you're going out into the world. You have no idea what tomorrow's going to hold. And it's kind of that same you know, feeling, hmm. you know, but I'm, and I'm also glad that you brought up the technical experience and having, you know, a technical background. Um, I, I, you know, I, my degree is in mass communication. So I, you know, at first, you know, I, I'm a producer as well by trade. So, you know, I, hmm. I worked as a, as, as an associate producer for, uh, as an associate producer for NFL films, uh, writing and directing and editing. So I also have extensive production experience, which, most definitely helped me as a voice actor um, because I do engineer a lot of my own stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I have my own home studio. Um, so I mm-hmm. actually have the capability to connect with different studios from all over okay. the world. But that it mm-hmm. makes sense for me to learn those skills because then I don't have to outsource them. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you can't do that or you can't hire somebody, but uh, it's just a lot more beneficial um, for me to just keep it as much in-house as possible. Yeah, I, I feel that because, you know, I've I've. I have thoughts and I I still think, you know, like if, if I had like, like my own studio space, you know, if I, you know, if I want to expand into, you know, other things, you know, like how, what would that look like? And uh, like, like you said, you know, I, I, I feel like, I feel like, you know, I would definitely try to like keep it in the house, like, like for me to like try to do most of everything, but I know I can't do everything as well. So there's definitely like a level of uh, discernment you have to have, you know, to know, okay, I want to be able to do this, but I know I'm not good at that. And the time that would take for me to learn this thing would actually take away from, from the things I'm actually good at doing already. So uh, that's, that's, that's a bit of a, a challenge for me, sure. you know, just as far as that, you know, because, you know, I think as, as things grow and expand, you know, whatever, you know, having some sort of like a production sort of setup, you know, it's, it's kind of, you kind of have to kind of like think through like, what's this going to look like 10 some years from, from now, you know, which like, Very true. Y- yeah. yeah, I mean, but like, I, I, I wouldn't say I generally think about think like that on a, on a daily basis, although I'm pretty type A, so I'm always like <laughs> thinking <laughs> forward, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but I, 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 
even just making this podcast, I've 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 had to learn to ask for help for for people or from people rather. And, you know, from from a tech side of things, you know, even just, you know, I have a little like theme song thing with it as well. So just bring bring people together, which has been a really rewarding experience. So, you know, there's there's definitely <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm definitely not in the place where I'm like, oh, you like I need to hire hire people, but you know, it's it's, it's definitely something I I do think about, and sometimes it scares me because like sometimes I'm like I don't really trust people these days. <laughs> and I, hey, and I I hear that a hundred percent, but don't don't feel bad if you feel like uh you know, and I think you were right about having like discernment as far as you know um knowing what you know and knowing what you don't know. Mm. Um, there's a lot of things I don't know. And for those reasons, I have a coach. Um, I work with engineering consultants mm. and I work with people that will tweak my studio remotely and make sure that the acoustics sound good. And you know, I make sure that my reads are where they need to be so that when I get that audition for that movie trailer, I'm ready to go. So, you know, I wouldn't look at it as far as hiring people, but when you mm. look at it from a business standpoint, right, you hire subcontractors who provide a specific service. If you need help with designing a studio, you would hire a consultant that would help you. You would pay, you know, 150 to $200, but it's right. an investment into something that's going to end up making you more money in the long run. And that's also something that I'd love to talk about is that I look at what I do and what I've turned it into is a business, mm. you know, and I look at and, and I'm technically a small business owner and I run mm -hmm. my voiceover business like any other small business. And I treat it as accordingly. And, and I totally understand what you're saying about, you know, looking down the road. I'm always looking towards the future, um, but I also have to make sure that I'm prepared for what's taking place right now. Even even as far as building up a studio, you know, the I'm redoing my basement to create the ultimate studio space. Right. But I started off with a $50 microphone that I made $250 with. And I used that $250 to buy a better microphone. And then, you know, I used that, you know, $250 microphone to make $500. And then I took that $500 and bought a new, you know, a reflection shield. So I built it over a long period of time. And you just prioritize what you need at the moment. I think a lot of people think that you know, you got to get everything and yeah. you, you really have all the tools to begin with. And then as the business grows and, you know, you start to bring in more and, and your audience grows, then you bring in better equipment and better resources yeah. and then everything grows together. So, and I look at where I'm at now and that's, it's just mm -hmm. a culmination of just growth over time and, and taking the money that was made and just investing it back into the business. So, um, don't ever be afraid, you know, and I, I, I feel you, I've been there. Don't get me wrong. I've been there. Um, but it's totally doable. It's totally possible. It just takes time. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it takes time, and it definitely requires a lot of um, patience and uh, resilience, which I feel like I'm always, you know, trying to gather on a daily basis. <laughs> You're right about the resilience thing. Yeah, it's it definitely. You got to have some uh, some moxie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's definitely. Uh, it's challenging, but you know, I think that it's when it's challenging, you look back and you say it was it was most certainly worth it. You know, yeah, and like like you were saying before, you know, it, you know, with the business standpoint, like it's it's an investment in general. It's you know, it is kind of investing in the future because it's it's. I, I think one of the hardest things about doing uh, like a sort of a creative profession and um, 
And uh, I, I mean, I could say this, I can definitely say this as, as a podcaster, you know, just starting, but definitely as a bass player, since, you know, I, that's, that's really, that's really kind of how things took off for me. Things will, will often take a lot of, a lot of time. And, and that's why I think it's so important to have, it's, it's good to have goals, um, which, you know, like every, Everybody says most most experts say that, but like it's it's is really important, especially for for like creative type fields and and if if you're you know pursuing you know music or podcasting, voice acting, production, what, what whatever that might might be, because you know more more often than not, you know it, it's it's going to take it's going to take a lot of lot of growth, you know, a lot of time, you know for that vision, for that, you know, for that goal to kind of really manifest. And just, just being candid, I I think for, ironically, I I think when COVID hit, you know, it gave me as inconvenient as, as it's been, it's it's given me a lot of time to kind of think and, um, you know, process, okay, where, like, where do I, where am I going, you know? And, um, and I, and I think I have a better view, a better understanding of what I want at least my career to look like now. However, that shape shakes down. That's, you know, that's, that's up to God. You know, I, I do the work and I see what, what the results are. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and I, I'd love to piggyback off of that. I think mm-hmm. too, that I, everything that you said is spot on. And another thing as well is I feel like I, believe that goals uh, and having a vision is incredibly important Mm. because I was told at a young age that a man with no plan is destined to fail. Mm. Right. Yeah. But I also have come to learn that you can have a plan, you can have a vision, but you need to have incredible amount of focus because Mm. it is so easy to get distracted in the world that we live in. Yeah. It's so easy to get started on a specific goal and then, immediately start stop and then start doing something else and then Mm -hmm. maybe come back to it and then you know and and people wonder why it takes so long and and not saying that it's not going to take long even if you remain focused it will but because you're just focusing your energy and your time onto that one specific thing you're most likely going to be able to become more successful when you're able to dedicate all of your time to that one thing so me personally, once I graduated and I went and I came home, you know, there was a point in time where I didn't go out. Mm-hmm. I didn't date. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to the bars. Yeah. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. I was going to work. I was coming home. And when I came home, I was practicing voiceovers every day. Mm-hmm. And I did that like nonstop for 10 months straight. Wow. So for 10 months, it was nothing but work, church, and my voiceover career. Mm-hmm. And that's because I knew that I wanted it. And it was something that I was extremely passionate about and I wanted to learn more about it. And a lot of the times when people ask me about where I'm at now and they see the projects that I work on and the things that I'm doing, you know, I tell them, are you willing to dedicate the time in the early stages Mm -hmm. when you're not making? I mean, I was doing projects for five dollars, you know, I, I was doing projects, you know, for nothing. Mm -hmm. And I did it not because I was looking to get paid, but I was doing it because I wanted the experience. I wanted to be able to work with uh, clients, how to start, you know, sending out invoices, how to create invoices, how to deal with creating, um, doing auditioning. Um, I was going through the process. Mm -hmm. And that is what a lot of people don't want to do. Mm -hmm. 
um, is they don't want to go through the process. I get it, you know, but you know, it's like, I, I feel like I need to write a book <laughs> called the shortcut. And then on the first page, it says there is no shortcut. You know what I mean? There just, there just isn't, there's just no, there's no such thing yeah. as a shortcut. I have mm-hmm. a gift and God gave me a gift. Um, but it was up to me to nurture that gift yeah. and to hone that gift. A lot of people have gifts and you know, if you're fortunate enough to figure out what your gift is from a young, young age, then it's up to you to then take that gift and amplify it yeah. and and sharpen it, you know, and that's all I was doing. And I, you know, with my degree, with what I did after college, I, you know, when, when I graduated, I actually became a teacher and I taught video production. So not only was I working on building up my skills as a voice actor, but I was still sharpening my skills as a, a as someone in production. And then when I was at my church, I was volunteering as the head of video and broadcast. So I was doing that as well. So all I had all these things going on at the same time. I was just trying to just build and build and build. And, you know, it it, it was a grind. And mm-hmm. I was, you know, not making a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. But looking at where I'm at now, I, I, you know, I'm the captain of my own ship. And I look back at the, that those times and those times were for now, hmm. you know, where when I look at running the business on a day to day, I can handle it because I could handle that. Yeah. You know, so and, and it's all part of the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's so good, man. Um, thank, thank you for sharing that. Uh, yeah, I, I um, well, I mean, once once I graduated from college, uh, well, I actually I ended up dating Latasha right after I graduated, which was completely une- unexpected. I mean, I, I even uh, I mean, we both didn't see it coming because we knew each other from like <laughs> from like freshman year. So yeah. you know, you know, it's 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 kind of funny how you know we uh, we kind of have a thing where you know we kind of say you know never say never because you know she didn't plan on becoming a teacher, let alone you know <laughs> teaching in Jersey. You know, I definitely didn't plan on living in Jersey. Um, I also didn't plan on starting a podcast. You know, but. But, you know, I, I think I, I I think, you know, having having again, like you were saying, like just having having a good solid foundation of, of focus, you know, and, and sometimes and and sometimes like doing the opposite thing that you would do is actually the, like the right thing to do, you know, and and again, like you were saying, like there's so many distractions these these days and it's so easy to kind of get get caught up with 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 those. And, um, yeah, you know, you, you gotta be able to kind of, to like step away from all, all of that, you know, um, and especially kind of like bring yourself around people that, you know, see the gift that you have and are encouraging it and, you know, or, you know, can help you or, or, or just even encourage you in some, some ways, like, like, yo, man, like I'm down, you know, it's rough. And it's like, you know, I got you, man, you know, I'm here for you, yeah. you know, stuff, yeah. you know, stuff like that, because you like, you, you were saying the grind earlier, the grind is, the grind is crazy. <laughs> grind is crazy. And everybody uh, needs a cocoon phase. Mm, it's the cocoon phase yeah. of, of your life. You know, everybody has to go in where they, they're, they're the caterpillar. Mm-hmm. They go into the cocoon, that beautiful process that's taking place inside the cocoon. Yeah. That is the grind. Yeah. You know what I mean? The grind is a beautiful thing. You know, nobody sees what's going on behind the scenes, right? That's the whole point of the co- of the cocoon. 
But when the caterpillar turns into the butterfly and the butterfly emerges, it's this beautiful creature. Mm, yeah. But nobody saw what was taking place inside of the cocoon. And 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 for me, I know that was my cocoon phase mm. where it was just the grind. It was the grind. It was just a nonstop grind. It, it sucked. I was up late. It was, you know, long days, weekends, you know, hustling. But I look back and I'll never say that it wasn't worth it. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was 100 percent worth mm. it. And um, that's something that I try to tell people anytime I get an opportunity to do a podcast an interview or speak to a, a, an audience is that, especially with kids, that if you want something, it's okay to dream mm. as big as you possibly want. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But it's like the same idea with faith, right? Faith without works is dead. Yeah. If you dream and dream big, but don't work towards those dreams, they're just going to stay dreams, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So you have to put forth the effort to achieve what it is that you want. Somebody once told me when I was down, I was really, you know, not, and I want to say, I don't want to say I was depressed, but I was in a bad spot. Yeah. I, I was, this is when I was teaching. I wasn't really happy. This is this was not where I wanted to be. I wanted more for my life. I was working my tail off. They weren't treating me with the respect that I felt like I deserved. And I wasn't really asking for a lot. I just wanted to be treated like everybody else. Right. And um, someone told me that, you know, God has a plan for you. Right. But she said that you still have to meet him halfway. <laughs> like he'll show you the door. Mm. Right. But it's your job to walk towards it. Mm. And then once that door is cracked, it's your job to walk through. Mm. It. You know, it, it, it just you can't just expect things to just happen without trying to make those things happen. Right. You right. know, there will be intervention. Yeah. You know, there will you can call it luck. You can call it, you know, you can call it a miracle, mm. you know, it, depending on those who believe and those who don't. Yeah. But I've had I've had moments where, you know my preparation met my opportunity. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? And and it springboarded me to get to this next phase of my life. And then I had another opportunity that met my preparation and that springboarded me to another part of my life. And yeah. it's just been a series of opportunities meeting my preparation that has gotten me to where I'm at currently. Mm. You know, I, I, I have had help along the way. A lot of people have had a hand in helping me get to where I'm at. Yeah. And I don't ever want to discredit that mm -hmm. um, because I think anybody that gets anywhere far got there with somebody else's help. There's no way we can achieve any type of success without help. Of There's just, it's just not possible. Of course. Uh, somebody had to open up a door or something. So, mm -hmm. You know, but the, if the one thing that I could just, you know, leave, leave with, right, if, if this was going to end right now is to say, like, you know, you have to put forth the work and the effort. It is not given. It is earned and it should be respectfully earned and it should be done the right way all the time, always. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To, uh, amen, man. That's that's a good word, brother, bro, brother, EJ. <laughs> <laughs> Let the church say amen. Uh, <laughs> amen. 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 Um, yeah. Th thank you for sharing all that, man. That Like that, like that really, that encourages me. And that also challenge, challenges me because like, oh man, like if I had a nickel for every time I told Tasha, like, hey, I don't know if this is working out, you know, when it's funny because she's always quick to remind me, Jordan, you told me while we were dating, you know, you know, this music thing ain't going to be easy. <laughs> so, so mm -hmm. like, I, I feel like, I feel like I'm like always eating my words, you know, with, with that. Um, but, 
but like you were saying, you know, that's, that's why we need it. We, we need a community around us. It, it, it really takes a village, you know? I mean, if, if, if you think, if you think about it, then, you know, most, most things that are done in, in life, you know, aren't, aren't done solitary. They're done in the community. I mean, mm-hmm. for crying out loud, like, you know, um, you know, like the, the mics that we're using, it took engineers, it took, you know, people that actually like, you know, make the hand, make the parts and all that stuff, you know, to do that, you know, it just, you know, it's like every, everything that, that, that we have our own, like you, like people, like a group of people were, were around that, you know, and, you know, that's, that's, that's something that I think is, you know, that that's, that's an important perspective, um, really an important truth to have in mind, um, especially just being a creative person, because I, I, I think, I, I think, and, you know, I was talking about asking for help earlier. I initially did want to ask for help because, you know, I was afraid to kind of like put my idea out there. It's like, Hey, I'm doing this thing. I need help with this. Can you, help? you know, like, you know, cause like, you know, some like artists and, you know, creative people, like sometimes we treat our, treat our ideas, our, our projects, like, you know, they're babies, you know, and, you know, yeah. if anyone, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't want, you don't want anyone hurting your baby. <laughs> no, and, and you know what? That's a great point because actually that actually just came up in conversation that I had recently mm-hmm. about, um, it was more along the lines of like mixes and, mm-hmm. and producers asking other producers about their mixes and putting it on the internet and asking, Oh, Hey, what do you think about this mix? And then like the feedback being incredibly negative, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But uh, my response to what you're saying is I understand because as a creative, as an actor, as a storyteller, you know, I hold near and dear my process and how I do things and what I do and the way that I do it. But what I have learned is that when people recommend certain people mm-hmm. or if you have somebody in your life that you know can point you in the right direction to somebody that can help you, you should take advantage of the resource. Mm. That that would be my recommendation yeah. because I was afraid sometimes to call, you know, my engineer, my audio engineer consultant. And then lo and behold, he fixed up my stuff so good mm-hmm. that I got, I got companies saying, Hey, like we love your studio. So it sounds great. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm just like, Oh, thank God I called him. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. So there are instances where, we need we need other people. And and I am a voice actor. You know, my my business, I operate it. I'm the sole employee. I'm the president and founder and everything. But again, this is not a single job. I have a team of agents. I have a manager. You know, I have an accountant. Uh, you know, so I, I work with a team of people to make sure that the ship is running. My agents are basically my marketing arm. Same thing with my manager. My manager is bringing me special relationships. My accountant, obviously, keeping the book straight, making sure everything is good from the financial mm. end. You know, and then it's up to me to tie everything together and run the operation. But it's not just me by myself, even though it's a solitary business, so to speak. Um, And something else that I wanted to talk about that you brought up, and I think it's a great point, because I actually went through the same thing with my wife. And at the time, she was my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Obviously, when we first started dating and I told her I wanted to be a voice actor, she's like, what the heck is that? You know, <laughs> it doesn't make money, you know. Uh, so and I told her, you know, yeah. And at the time I was teaching and I wasn't I was making ten dollars an hour. Yeah. I think I had just gotten a raise to twelve dollars an hour. I was balling. You yeah, know what I mean, so <laughs> um, and I was volunteering at my church right. and, you know, I wasn't making anything there. I was making a couple of bucks here and there doing some side voiceovers. Not a lot. Mm. 
And I told her I wanted, this was my passion. I was like, I, I want to do this. I want to, I want to be, you know, uh, I, I told her I didn't want to make a lot of money doing this. I told her I just wanted to be great at it. Yeah. You know, because if, if you focus on the money, you won't make it. Yeah. But if you focus on the craft and the love and just wanting to be just one of the best, the money will follow. Mm. You know, I don't focus on the money. You know, obviously I have to keep track of the money because right. I got to. I'm not Wesley Snipes. You know I mean, I'm going to pay my taxes, <laughs> but I, I, I got to. But but the money is not as important as for me, the work. Like I love the working with the clients, booking new clients. To me, that's what I love, mm. you know, and the money just so happens to come with it. Yeah. But in the beginning, I, I was, you know, I was making twenty eight thousand dollars a year. I mean, I was right around the poverty line. Yeah. And, you know, when I became an associate producer at NFL Films, I was really enjoying it. I wanted to just stay as a producer and then eventually become a coordinating producer and a supervising producer. And I came home one day, she was living in the city, uh, in Philly. Mm. And I told her, I was like, babe, like, you know, I'm loving the job. Like, it's great. And you know, I, I I don't know. I I was like, I think I want to just keep doing this. And she was like, well, I thought you told me you wanted to do voice acting. And I was like, yeah, but I was like, but babe, I'm, I'm working at the NFL. Like, this is great. And she was like, no, but you told me your passion was voiceover. She's like, you're not giving up on that, right? She's like, that's that's what you said. Hmm. I was like, yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. Like, I will get, I will, I'll look into voice acting. Yeah. Well, I was still <laughs> doing it, but I was, you know, I was spending so much time and going back to the whole grind thing. I mean, when I was working there, I, I mean, there were nights where I slept there, you know, mm. trying to meet deadlines and I was there early and I was there late. You know, I was pulling 830 to 745 every day, Mm -hmm. you know, just because I was I loved being there and I loved the grind. And there actually came a point in time where the company asked if I could either come back uh, and work as an associate producer and narrate a few projects or quit the company as an employee and do my own thing. Mm -hmm. And they actually came to me with this with this choice. And it goes back to when she asked me, well, what do you want to do? You want to be a voice actor? Or you want to be a producer? You told me you wanted to be a voice actor. Mm. And that was the day when I decided to take a leap of faith. Mm. And I was scared. Yeah. And I was heading into the summer. It was the summer of t- 2016. Okay. I was extremely scared. Yeah. I didn't have any long-term voiceover jobs coming up or I, I was scared. I, I was scared is is an understatement. Mm-hmm. I this was the first time in my life where I knew I didn't know what was coming next. Mm. Re- truly, wow. And there was a couple months I was unemployed. I didn't make any money. Uh, you know, fortunately, my I could live in my parents' house and was able to just save what I had. And you know, a few months went by, and and, and an opportunity came. Mm. And that opportunity was to narrate inside the NFL for Showtime. Wow, and. You know, I, I I didn't think I was going to get the job. Yeah. I auditioned for it. And, and now this is my fifth year on the show, you know. So uh, and and I decided to take a leap of faith and go and bet on myself. Hmm. And now, mind you, the money that I was making from working on some of these higher profile shows from the NFL, I was using to take classes, hmm. to get coaching, hmm. to get better demos, to buy better equipment. I was gearing up for what was coming. You know, not realizing that I that what was coming, Um, because at this point right now, you know, I am mainly a promo and narrator uh, narration voice actor, as well as doing commercials and movie trailers. And for promo, you have to be ready to go at a moment's notice. Mm. They could call me 
right now and say, we need you. Hmm. Like during this interview, <laughs> they would say, we need you right now. Especially if it's a movie trailer, I have 25 minutes to turn around the project. Wow. I have to stop what I'm doing. There is no, I'm busy. There is, I will get it back to you. Mm-hmm. There have been plenty of times where I go out to my, go out to dinner with my wife. We sit down at the restaurant. I get the phone call. Hey, we need you. I got to go right out to the car and do my thing. I've turned my car into a mobile studio, <laughs> you know? So I, I had to figure out a way to be accessible while not at home. Mm. I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm at the time I was 25, 26 years old. I'm not going to be in the house all day. I mean, this is obviously pre COVID, yeah. but I'm not going to be in the house all day. <laughs> yeah. So I had to figure out a way to create a mobile mm. rig and, and work remotely. Um, and, and, and it was just trial and error, figuring things out. And I think that, you know, in, if you're going to take on something, be fearless with it. Yeah. Who cares if you mess up? I mean, you're going to mess up. Yeah. And and messing up is a good thing because fools make the same mistakes mm. over and over again. Yeah. Wise men are nothing but fools who have learned mm. from those mistakes. Mm. So when you make a mistake, try just try not to make it again. Yeah. You know, that's 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 literally the only way that I've been able to do. OK, this didn't work. All right. I'm going to try this. this time. Yeah. And, and when you stop looking at it as a mistake and as a lesson learned, it makes the whole process a whole lot easier. What's up, conversators? I sincerely hope you've been enjoying the episode thus far. Before we move forward with the rest of the interview, I have to ask you a serious question. Would you be willing to buy me a coffee? (laughs) No, I don't mean the drink. I'm referring to the platform coffee, K-O-F-I. Coffee is a platform that allows content creators to receive financial support from their community. It's also a great way for creators to engage with their community. I would love your support with the podcast as doing so will allow me to produce more episodes in the near future. To support the show, head over to my website, georgefood.com, and click on the podcast tab. On the podcast page, you'll find a link to my coffee account directly below. Hit it, and you'll have the option to make a one-time donation or subscribe monthly. By subscribing monthly, you will have access to extra content such as behind-the-scenes posts, bonus episodes, and a chance to be a future guest on the podcast. Neat, huh? Whichever option you choose, your support will mean so much to me and keep the podcast going. Thanks for taking the time to hear me out. Now, let's get back to the conversation. Sometimes experience is the best teacher, and that's that's definitely been 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 true for for me. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it, it, it and it takes a lot of humility to um, admit your mistakes and also have the maturity to learn from them. You know, to have the hindsight of okay, you know, I see where I could have done this differently. But then there's also like, well, all right, during this time, I really did the best that I, that I could, you know, given the situ- situation. And like, I, I really appreciate you sharing about, you know, how, how you kind of started, started out and, you know, just being prepared for like every o- occasion, you know, it, it can be hard because like life, life does happen. And then it's like, okay, I got to be able to navigate manage my priorities, you know, well enough that I'm still able to kind of like meet my goals. Um, like, I, I feel like, uh, again, ironically, because of COVID, you know, just giving me nothing but time to kind of really think and reflect. I feel like I, I've been in like a really good place to kind of just sit and think because um, I feel like, um, man, uh, let me see, it'll, it'll be three years in, in November that Tasha and I got married. And, you know, I, you know, I was working a job while around the time where we did get married and like a few days before my birthday, I ended up getting like let go. So that was like a huge setback because I'm like, 
I just got married. I literally don't have a job. I need to like figure something out. And, you know, so I kind of, <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like a blur, but like, I feel like since that point, it was kind of like up to COVID, it was kind of like, all right, you know, I need to kind of figure this out. And I, and I had gigs here and there, you know, and I was able to do some really, really uh, cool things, be able to, to travel for, for a little, little bit and, and play, you know, but I, I knew I wasn't where I wanted to be. I mean, I'm, I'm still not really. <laughs> Anyone listening to this, like, I, like, you know, like, uh, real, real, I'm EJ, I'm sure you're, you're, you know, you can, you'll, you agree with this too. You know, we're still, still learning, still figuring it out. And it's, it's okay. You know, it's, is definitely okay. But to kind of pivot, pivot back. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So there was, so there was like a really, I've definitely learned a lot, you know, since getting married, but like, you know, I feel like I'm still very much, you know, trying to learn how to prioritize, you know, you know, manage, you know, my marriage, you know, man- manage, yeah. you know, you know, my time with God, you know, you know, manage my responsibilities with, you know, with all the music stuff I'm trying to do, all the, um, you know, the podcasting stuff, you know, and, and as crazy and as <laughs> terrible as 2020 has been in, in, in a lot of respects, I'm thankful for this time because it's really, you know, I don't think we're ever going to get a time like this again, <laughs> maybe not in our lifetime. Right. And if something yeah. like this were to happen, hopefully it's not a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully uh, we can go back outside yeah. uh, without masks at yeah. some point, but, that, that, um, but no, you're that right. would be, that would be ideal, you know, but maybe, yeah. maybe the next pandemic would be like a zombie thing. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm all about speaking things into existence. So let's just put that <laughs> sure, on the back. Sure, man. You know, sure. I'm just trying to go have dinner, you know what I mean? So, you know, I miss going out to eat. Um, But no, I I think this pandemic has really opened up a lot of people's eyes about what you can Mm. do from home, the internet, how powerful it is, what it's capable of, you know, and I think you're right. Um, You know, it's tough. And and what it sounds like to me uh, with everything that you have going on um, is what a lot of people Mm. have going on. It's just, it's it's life, life. you know, life gets in the way of a lot of different Mm. things. Um, and I think that, uh, as hard as this may sound, it, it's, you know, what are some of the things that we're willing to sacrifice to get to the, what we want to achieve, yeah. you know, and, uh, I wasn't married or had a house or a mortgage or anything like that when I had first started doing this. Um, but I know I gave up my social life, mm. you know, to focus on this, you know, it was work, volunteering and this, you know, and that was it. And, you know, my parents and, and, you know, there was a 10 month period where, uh, the girl I dated previously to my wife, it was from the time I ended things with her to the time I met mm. my wife. That was the 10 month wow. span where I just focused. Wow. And then, you know, I met my wife and, you know, she happened to be perfect. But I had already been in in the mm. rhythm of from the grind, you know, at that point. So um, I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about about kind of about this is um, I think a lot of people say. You know, you got to have the vision and you got to have the plan and the goals and, you know, the work ethic and stuff. But I think something that a lot of people don't really talk about is that you have to also strategize. I don't think strategy is the same as setting visions and setting goals. Like you actually have to sit down 
and strategize how you want to do mm-hmm. things. Like, so for instance, I went to a voiceover conference in New York back in 2018. Mm-hmm. And my I had goals for what I was trying to do, who I was trying to meet, how many contacts I wanted to walk away with. That was one of my goals. I wanted to meet specific people. I wanted to get in, get out, and do what I needed mm-hmm. to do. Also, this, oh, I'm sorry, that was in 2017. In 2018, I went to another conference in New York. My goal was to try to get three new leads. Yeah three new leads for clients. So I went and basically just networked my tail off at this, you know, uh, at this creative uh, networking conference. Mm-hmm. And it was nothing but creatives that worked for, you know, HBO, Showtime, mm-hmm. Fox, ABC, CBS, yeah. you name it. And my goal was to, to go and meet specific mm-hmm. people, right? Meet those people, go home, follow up with all of those yeah. people. All right. And then out of those people, how many of those people know my agents? Okay. Go to my agents. Well, I talked to this, this, that person, that person. How do you think we should proceed? It was a strategy. I was playing chess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I knew that if I made this move and then I made that move, then I needed to make this move and that move and mm-hmm. that. But those strategic moves were all part of the bigger plan to get this. You know, I wanted to work with Showtime, right? I needed to go to the party where the guys from Showtime were going <laughs> to be. Then I had to meet the guys from Showtime. Yeah. Then we had to talk and drink and have food. Then I needed to get their business cards. And then I needed to be introduced to all the other guys. And then I needed to go back, research them, have all my lead emails ready to go, talk to my agents. Agents were like, yeah, they're great. Talk to them a couple weeks later. Next thing you know, they emailed me later that summer. Hey, it was great working, meeting you at the party over the summer. We got a project I think you you would be great Mm -hmm. on. And that's I started working with, uh, you know, I was working with Showtime with the NFL, but then I got to work with the, you know, promotions department up in, in the creative department up in New York yeah. City. And that's how I was able to land that, you know, and and not that I was, you know, using anybody, but I knew that I if I wanted to make things happen, I had to strategize about the moves that I yeah. was making. So not only do we have to make goals, have a vision, but you got to strategize how you're actually going to achieve yeah. it. I, I actually like try to map out. Obviously, things don't always go as they right. plan, you right. know, but the goal is to try to have some type of like literally a roadmap of how if all right if i'm gonna if i'm starting here and i need to get there okay how i'm gonna get get to point a okay point a but now mind you this is all one roadmap to get to one goal you know so it, it takes it takes that as well and i think that's something that a lot of people miss when it comes to talking about like goal planning and, and setting and having that vision all important for sure you gotta have a vision you gotta have a plan but i think the strategy of executing the plan it's like football or anything like that. Like, you know, you, you can't just go out on the field with good players and just expect to win. You know, you got to execute the game plan. Yeah. You know, you got to go out there and play offense and go out there and play defense. So it's the same, it's the same concept. And I actually, I applied a lot of my sports background to what I do now. You know, it, it's very, very, I don't want to say similar, but as far as like applying the levels of work ethic and strategy and just thinking like, like a player, I think can help make anybody successful post sports. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I agree a hundred percent, you know, having, having a good, like, um, no, a, a roadmap, like you were saying, you know, that's, that's so, so important. You know, I, I think for, I think for the pot, for my podcast, you know, I, I kind of had to, I've even been doing that with, 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 with my bass playing stuff because I haven't necessarily done that before, you know? So, you know, like I started make, making a list of, okay, you know, I, I also made an EPK or um, earlier this summer. So like I already made a list of like, okay, I'm going to reach out to this point, person to this one, send it out, you know? Okay. And, um, you know, I, I know some of, some of that is like, you know, 
like there's other, still other things I still got to do. You like, you still kind of, kind of have to like, you know, just keep, keep doing it, you know, um, yeah. you know, in a way, you know, it's, um, it's not necessarily, um, um, finishing what you started, but started what you, uh, uh, uh continuing to start what you're, you're already finished, you know, if that, if that makes yeah. sense, that's, no, it makes sense. You you gotta stay you gotta stay consistent and persistent. Right. You know, you gotta you gotta be both of those things. Right. You know, and, and now you're you're hitting the nail right on the head. And um, I think that it it really comes down to starting, taking the first step, not being afraid to fall flat on your face. It's gonna yeah. happen. We've all done it. You know, I I mean, I've made major mistakes. Mm. You know, I've been fired in session. Not that I did anything oh. wrong, but I've I've been fired. I've been I've been let go. You know, I was working with a with a brand and. You know, I was literally in the session with the producer and I got an email from my agent while I'm in session. And he said, you just got let go. And the producer didn't even know, you know, wow. and <laughs> to this day, the producer and I still have a really good That's relationship, so you know, because he we loved working with yeah. each other and he still works for the brand. But, you know, nothing you can do about it. And it did it seem embarrassing? Sure. But, you know, we kept the relationship strong. And who knows? You never know where he's going to end up. And he might say, hey, I worked with this guy a few years back. He's excellent to work yeah. with, yeah. you know, and then that's when all the other things mm-hmm. come into play. But it, it is, a, don't get me wrong, it, it is a lot. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the more the more you kind of iron out some of those kinks early and you learn those lessons early, the yeah. better. Because it makes way more sense to make mistakes when you don't have nearly as much on the sure. line. You know, now when I make mistakes, I'm losing clients. <laughs> you know, it's it's not good if I'm if I'm making the same mistakes now as I made then. And, and don't get me wrong, I still make mm-hmm. mistakes. You know, there's still a lot that I'm learning. You know, I, I work in Hollywood, so to yeah. speak, not not as a, you know, as far as like acting and living out there and all that type of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, the timetables, the the personalities, the relationships, the way business is, it, it's very much Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know. So and I have to learn how to navigate Hollywood as much as I'm an East Coast guy. And, you know, my faith is strong, you know, but it, it, it is a different yeah. world. And, and I have to and I had to adapt mm-hmm. to this entirely different landscape of what life was going to be like as a voice actor. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I totally hear that. Uh, adaptation is so, so key. Um, really, really with anything in, in life, um, especially just in like music sort of context. Uh, it's, it's funny because like I, I, I ended up playing music that I never thought or considered playing. And, you know, but I feel like that's made me such a better bass player for that because I can kind of go into just about any situation and, you know, if it's like a, like a rock sort of thing, you know, or if it's like, like a church sort of thing, you know, a pop sort of thing, you know, I, I can, I can fit in, you know, and, you know, but I, I think it's important to also, you know, you know, going back to kind of learn from your stakes. I, I think just being, being teachable, you know, in general, like that's, that's, that's huge, yeah. you know, um, yeah. you know, cause like, you know, we're, we're living in a time, you no, know, especially with, in, with the internet where everybody, you know, everybody that voices their opinion is somehow an expert. Um, but that's, you know, obviously that's not true. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta be, you just gotta be careful because I, I do believe that you should be able to be open enough to allow someone to break you down mm-hmm. constructively. You know what I mean? Mike, I've had three coaches, voiceover coaches that I've worked with mm. extensively. The first one, he knew exactly how to get mm. the best out of me because everything that every single coaching lesson that we had together, 
he would use he knew he knew that I worked at the NFL. I'm a huge football fan. I played the game. I love the game. And he and he was a big football mm-hmm. fan as well. He would break down his lessons to me using football schemes, terms, terminologies, and it made my learning of, of voiceovers so much easier. It was like he was like basically feeding me the information with a spoon that only I could eat. You know what I mean? I eat off of. And, and it made my game go from here to here in a short amount of time. My next coach then told me that as an artist, I knew how to build the picture frame. I already had the skills to build a picture frame, but his goal was to teach me how to actually paint within the frame on the canvas. And that was something that I needed work on. And it was a whole different level of breaking down of constructive criticism that I needed. And then my third coach, it was more, a lot more refinement. The, 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 the changes that we would make were very minute. They were very small. But those small changes make not only the biggest difference, but might be able to put you ahead of somebody else that's in the run for the same gig. So it, it's levels to how you bring people in to help build you. But you also have to be mindful that, yeah, you, there has to be a point in time where you got to be willing enough to be broken down so that you can re, be built back up way better, way stronger so that you can do more and go further. You know, it's hard and, and it's hard to do that. I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of people are not, you know, are not comfortable with people telling them, like, you suck. You need to do this. You're yeah. terrible. You know, and not that it would be like that, but it feels like that sometimes. You know, it feels like you're not enough or you're not doing good enough. But I just was like, listen, like, I'm paying you to coach me. Yeah, so coach, yeah. me, you know. Yeah, no, for for sure, man. That's 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 so good. That's that's so important, man. This is such good stuff. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm glad. I'm glad, man. I'm I'm glad. I tried it. Look, I'm just trying to share my experiences. You know, when I was first starting out, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with this whole voiceover thing, a lot of the stuff I had to figure out on my own. You know, I. I, you know, I was asking questions and signing. I spent money I shouldn't have spent on classes with certain, you know, there were things that I was, I was taking classes on stuff that I already knew that I thought I was going to learn something new, but I took the chance, you know, and, and I've kind of tried to help one, try to save some people some money, um, but give them an idea that one, the process is very real. And my journey is not going to be like anybody else's journey. I I have, my journey is 100% mine. I, I own it. You know, the the mistakes, the the successes, you know, and I've, I've had many falls. Don't get me wrong. I've, I've had many falls and I've learned from those mistakes. And I'm fortunate that I made some of the biggest mistakes in my life at a younger age, because like I was saying earlier, it's way better to make those mistakes when you don't have nearly as much on the line. You know, I've got a wife, I've got a mortgage, I've got a I've got a business, I've got bills, you know, it's way different now. So I need to make sure that I'm a well-oiled machine at this point. And, and not reckless and careless like I used to be. And not that I was, you know, ridic- you know, wild or anything, but compared to what I am now, yeah, I would consider it reckless. So, you know, a, a lot of people just need to understand that it, it, everyone has their own journey to where they're going to get to where they're going to get to. And, and honestly, the journey is the best part of the whole thing. Like the destiny, you know, I got goals and, you know, and COVID made me reassess what my goals were. You know, I wanted to go this way. And COVID said, ah, this is great, but maybe this yeah. <laughs> is better, you know, going that way instead of this way. And and really, the trend should be like this going mm. up and out, you know, not necessarily straight up yeah. or straight out. You should be up and out. You should be going far yeah. and wide. And I learned that I need to start doing more on mm. other avenues. You know, voiceovers has been going great. And it's 
my main source of income. And, you know, I've, I've got great relationships, but I want to start doing a little bit of this, spreading spreading my wings a little bit more. Yeah, no, for, for sure, man. I, I totally get that. I, I think for me, um, with um, again, with, with this podcast, spreading my wings is definitely uh, I'm part of that, you know, and I'm very... I'm very hopeful to see, you know, where, how that goes. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm also excited to, to see real or here rather what, what sort of projects that you, you do, man. Um, <laughs> um, but, um, so uh, I do want to wrap up, but, um, before, before I do, I, I, I would just love to ask you, you know, who are some voice actors, um, you know, that influence you or have influenced influenced you uh phil lamar is probably one of my yes. larger influences mm. yeah um, yeah uh, his voice is timeless uh, he's worked on mm. numerous projects uh from my childhood one of my favorite shows of cartoons of all time samurai jack um, Jack, you know, yeah. one as a man of color knowing that this guy on mm. screen who is clearly a character of asian descent was voiced by a black man um it just made my heart sing uh and when mm. i when i was able to find that out um and also one of my one of my colleagues today his name is gabriel kunda um he is a little bit younger than i am uh he's way better than i am and he mm-hmm. uh he and i have have built up such a great relationship um, and I, I'm very appreciative because I think a lot of people look at he and I and would have just assumed that, you know, we'd always be fighting, you know, for, and we compete every day <laughs> for the same gigs every day. We, we're on the same talent That's roster. Funny. We're signed by the same agents, but we have different managers. Yeah. And, um, you know, he and I have built this relationship where there's no ego. There's, you know, there's mm-hmm. nothing, there's no animosity between us. It's always love. I talk to him every month. We, we always make sure we're, yeah. we're, we're keeping tabs on each other. Um, you know, and we always, you know, say to each other, like, you know, did you book that job? And it's just like, like, yeah. And he's like, all right, well, if I'm losing, I'm losing it to you, you know, and it's, and it's the same way, yeah. you know, so I'm, I'm appreciative <laughs> yeah. for that relationship that I have with him because we also, it's the iron sharpens iron thing. You know, we, he's, able, he's mm. given me advice and he, again, he's younger than I am. But he he does mm. so much more and has such a greater understanding of the of the game of what of the industry. Um, and he knows things that I don't know. And he works in spaces within this industry that I don't work in. So it's great to learn wow. from him, you know, um, mm. and, and I appreciate him. Um, but no, growing up, yeah. Phil Lamar was easily uh, Keith David also was a big influence. Oh, my gosh. Um, yes. Just. Yeah, I mean, those guys paved the way um mm. you know for for us uh to kind of come in and we're young we're we, he and i are probably the two youngest guys doing promos on a national level and trailers on a national level um and we just so wow. happen to both be men of color as well so you know it, it's it's mm. uh it's really been amazing um to just be a part of you know i'm happy for every day that i get to do this good days bad days you know i don't care anymore because i know that Sometimes, you know, life is about balance, you know, you can have as much good as you want, but there has to be bad mm. to balance things out. Not that it's going to be, you know, life altering, but yeah, you need bad so that you can appreciate good, you know, and, and mm. vice versa. Yeah. You know, sometimes you sometimes you have it good and you you kind of sit and reflect and you say, man, things could always be worse, you know. Um, yeah. So I always try to keep a, a heart full of gratitude. Um, and that's mm. uh, really kind of what's carried me for because I, I know what I have. I know what I've worked to get here and, and I know how much more I need to do to get to where I need to be. So 
Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's so, so important to, to know that, know, to know that, you know, you've been blessed with something, um, know that, you know, you do have this gift and people see it and, you know, and I think it's important, um, just because if someone says no or turns you down, that doesn't diminish the gift that, that God's given you, you know, again, it goes back to that whole, you know, you like, you got, you know, you got like me halfway at, you know, at the door, you know, you know, he, he, like God sets the doors up, but like, you gotta be able to, to, to go toward, towards them, you know? And you know, that's, that's, that's really important. And just to add on that, just before we go, uh, I think there are times when God shows us the door, but doesn't expect us to walk through it. Sometimes. Hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. I think it depends on where you are in your life. And I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm just saying in general. Yeah. But I think it I yeah, think yeah, it yeah. also depends on where you are in your life and whether or not you're actually ready for the opportunity. And sometimes we're not. Mm. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, I had an opportunity to work for Tyler Perry and I blew it. Mm. I absolutely blew it. Uh, I Yeah, really? I had an opportunity <laughs> to work for the NFL two years before I started working there. Absolutely blew it. You know, <laughs> there are times when the door is shown. But it's really, and but like I said, it's up to you to then walk half, you know, to meet to meet him at the door. And I, you know, there were times where yeah. I, I didn't walk to the door. I looked at the door; it yeah. looked nice. It was cracked open. It looked mm-hmm. it looked really good. Light was on behind there and everything. But I didn't walk towards it. And I think that was not. It wasn't him. It was, you know, it was me. Um, but when you walk are ready to walk through the door and the door presents itself, that's God's timing. You know what I mean? There is a reason why he didn't expect you to walk through it the first time or the second time. But there, when mm. when that time actually comes, there is a reason why it is presenting itself to you at that specific moment. And yeah, walk through it and see what happens. Yeah, for yeah. for sure, man. Um, that's that's so good. Uh, EJ, thank you for your time, man. I I really appreciate it. I, I appreciate your your thoughts, your your wisdom. Um, it's definitely encouraged and challenged me and so i i'm just so grateful um for you to know to be here and and share all that my pleasure thanks for having me thanks for reaching out um you know beautiful thing about the internet you could just reach out and you know and 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 get a response you never know uh what that answer is going to be on the other end so i'm glad that you reached out i'm glad we were able (laughs) to chat Yeah, yeah, for for sure, man. Like I'm all I'm always nervous about reaching reaching out to people because I don't want to see them like, oh, I'm sliding into people's DMs. <laughs> I try to use my my Instagram as more of like a business page. You know, I use it as my portfolio. So I was yeah. like, all right, who's yeah. who's this Jordan guy? And I was like, all right, well, you know. So I I figured I'd respond, but then you know, you you started connecting the dots, and I said, yeah, of course. So anytime I can get an opportunity to share, you know, my story and my journey, and honestly, it's really my testimony. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to, um, I always try to make time because again, when I was starting out, I didn't have that resource. That was the one thing I was truly lacking was somebody not only that was doing what I'm doing, but that looked like me that was doing it at this age, you know? So, um, Mm. anytime I can give some type of advice or give it back in this form, I'm always open to it. Uh, 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 definitely, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. My time with EJ was flat out dope. I'm still going to be thinking a lot about what he said during our interview well into 2021. To follow EJ, you can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Additionally, 
if you're looking to book EJ for anything voice-related, you can head over to his website, www.enriquejmedia.com, and reach out. Whether you're a veteran or a first-time listener, I would greatly appreciate a rate and review for the podcast. Thanks again for being part of the conversation, and remember to have quality conversations. All you need to do is be kind and listen. Till next time.